Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... The Strong Arm of Justice. And so begins this meeting of the Second Citadel Defense Council. Captain of the Guard? Present. Captain of the Journeymen? Present and accounted for. Excellent. We have much to discuss today and very little time to discuss it. And so with that in mind, I ask that we stay focused as we turn our attention to the shape-shifting... Point of order, my queen. Already? I can't say I understand why we are all gathered here today. I was just going to explain that, Captain Absalon. Our focus oh, is... No, no, no. I believe you mistake my emphasis, my queen. I do not understand why we all are gathered here today. Our invader is outside the Citadel walls. That's purely journeyman territory. Captain Caroline gave up external affairs when she left my department. This is the Defense Council, Absalon. Defending the Citadel is the guard's job, which does make me question, my queen, why Captain Absalon is here. Well... Ah, but the best defense is a good offense, isn't it? You might be very excited about your little campaign as chief exterminator of our Citadel, Carrie, but in case you hadn't noticed, there's a war on! An invader in Milltown, and one who apparently possesses the most dangerous artifact in our archives, no less. Where were your guards when he took that, hmm? If my predecessor had not burned himself alive, I would suggest you ask him that question. It appears the Soul Keeper was taken long before I took the guard. Well, if the guards couldn't stop this invader back then, they certainly can't now. And that's why it's the journeyman who must take the center stage in this that operation. That invader has threatened the life of our queen. You may have noticed that you had to take two secret passages just to get to this meeting, because we're in the Queen's emergency safe room. Captain Caroline... And even without considering the kite, there is an invader in our very walls as we speak, and the only task that matters right now is how we are going to punish it for its indiscretions. Captain Caroline, your expertise is noted, but we will not torture a child in my citadel. My Queen, she is not a child. You said that your research bears that out. Not a child? That cute little thing with the tail? That's the first I've heard of this. That's because it isn't relevant to you, Absalom. Not now that she's under my jurisdiction. My queen, I do not understand why we're discussing internal matters in front of It may be relevant to him very soon, Captain. If the information I've unearthed is true, there might not be a difference between your jurisdictions for much longer. Oh, then it's conquest we're talking about. Bring everything under one banner, the world within the Citadel's walls, is that it? Glad to finally hear you say that, my queen. I have a few plans drafted up and waiting to be sent out. We will not be invading anyone, Captain Absalon. But I cannot say with certainty that they will not invade us. It's an old legend, and one I would not put much stock in if it were not corroborated, in one form or another, by scholars across the ancient disciplines. Historians, playwrights, early medicine, all of them reference the same figure, a young creature, half-human and half-monster. The reports are, of course, inconsistent, but certain facts remain consistent across retellings. She was a shapeshifter. She journeyed across the four regions, gathering allies from humans and monsters alike. And in the end, she died. Well, of course she did. You said this was ancient, yes? It is ancient, before the fall of the first citadel. 
immediately before the fall, actually, because the creature did not die peacefully. She was murdered. We do not know by whom. Our texts insist it was a monster, but the few texts penned by monsters that I have found insist a human did the deed. Monster texts? Sacrilege! Where in the world did you find those, my queen? If you want to defeat the enemy, Absalon, you must know the enemy. There's more than one place in this citadel where sacrilege is stored. And every book that speaks of this girl was considered sacrilege, even those by human authors. A human-monster hybrid. I can only assume my predecessors deemed even the thought of such a thing to be blasphemy. And so they buried all of our heads in the sand. Typical. Well, regardless, you said yourself that the thing is dead, isn't it? I don't see how that affects us. Its death is precisely our concern, Captain Absalon. Because the last fact that these tomes agree upon is this. That the hybrid's death led directly to the fall of our first citadel. What? I have not been able to find any text that explains the causal connection clearly. But on this point, they agree. The child died, and as a result, the monsters began their most fearsome assault in recorded history. Well, that's all well and good, but how are we so sure that this is the same creature? Why, if we didn't know that half-man monsters could exist at all before, how do we know we aren't swimming in the damned things? A surprisingly coherent point. Oh, I wouldn't get so comfortable if I were you, Carrie. You're first on my list for a potential half-beast. I had the same question, Captain Absalon. Even with the girl herself in front of me, I had planned to write off the half-monster tales as just explanatory myth. It's not uncommon for old astronomic texts to reference a massive eagle that carries the sun in its beak, for example. Fairy tales often stand as scientific axioms until we build more sophisticated means of examining the world around us. That was my theory, until I saw the half-monster creature referenced in the visual arts. (coughs) You picked very strange reading materials, my queen. This tome is more dust than paper. (coughs) Sinks above, what is this? It appears to be an impression in ink from an old woodcut. Here, on the left, a wave of monsters. On your right, humans. And between them, the body of a young shapeshifter, pinned to the ground with a spear through her heart. But she looks like... Why, she looks exactly like... The very devil we have locked away upstairs, yes. The thing that calls itself Olala. Oh, well, that is... Unsettling. Has anyone thought to look into that great big sun eagle yet? That is all the information we have found so far. We know that this creature resembled the child upstairs. We know its death nearly destroyed humanity in the northern wilds. But that is still not enough information to conclude what is to be done with the child. And that is why we are here today. To work out child care for the demon reborn, is that it? Well, I suppose it pays to be prepared for everything... Is there a reason you've neglected to mention the creature's most damning detail, my queen? Are you trying to create sympathy for it? To be honest, Captain, I did not think it would be necessary to elicit sympathy for a child. That thing is not a child! But she thinks that she is. You trust a shapeshifter, to be honest. I do when the alternative is to harm an innocent child. Ladies! Ladies! I'm afraid I've gotten a little lost in the weeds here. What's this damning detail, then? It's... Only conjecture. As is every other observation we are taking as fact, my queen. If you won't say it, I will. Absalom, look at the setting of this artwork. Where do you think this event took place? 
Well, there's no color, is there? But my, that is an impressive carpet of leaves on the ground. Reminds me of some of my earliest journeyman jobs, come to think of it, out in the western wastes. Precisely. That is exactly where this creature claims to hail from. More specifically, the Garden of Graves. The Garden of what? That sounds familiar, but I don't think... Saints, you don't mean Corpse Garden! I do. And so, if we collect the pieces, we see that a creature hundreds or thousands of years dead has suddenly sprung up, mysteriously, in the same region it died to begin with. And in a convent of death worshippers, no less. There is no reason for hysteria, Captain Caroline. Even in the land of the dead, nothing crosses back from death. Undeath belongs in myth. But there are things there that straddle the line, aren't there? They're ever-dead trees, for example. You may be surprised to hear this, Captain, but the existence of strange trees on the other side of the world still does not compel me to treat a child like a criminal. And until quite recently, my queen, we would have said that human-monster hybrids belong in myth as well. It is one thing to acknowledge that humanity knows more now than it did a thousand years ago. It is quite another to insist that people 1,000 years in the future will not feel the same way about us. If there are humans in 1,000 years... Because that is the basic question, isn't it? If the death of a half-bred creature like this preceded the fall of the first citadel, will this girl's death foretell our own fall? Is that it? I think that is exactly the question, Captain Absalon. And it is the reason we cannot acquiesce to the kite's demands to have her. We don't understand enough to know whether that would only bring more suffering. And meanwhile, the kite kills another denizen of Milltown each night. More than that, I think. My men who have gotten close enough to observe him say he's gathered a militia there. Damned traitors, the lot of them. Regardless, I have our scholars looking for more information on the causal link between the half-creature's death and the first citadel's fall. But however much it pains us, we cannot act until they have their answers. Which is why, in the meantime, that shapeshifter must be locked away in the most secure cell we have, with our most powerful knights to guard it. Who knows what the kite might do to get his hands on that thing? And in fact, who knows what its motives even are? If its purpose is to bring about another fall, it might kill itself just to get the job done. But we have no evidence of that. And though previous kings may have been all too willing to force us into martial law at the slightest provocation, I will not. All too recently, our people have learned the dangers of ruling through fear. If you recall, your predecessor burned alive when I allowed fear to rule our citadel, Captain Caroline. I agree that the child must be kept under careful watch. But she must also be cared for. She is another one of the kite's victims, after all. She has done nothing wrong. Then between the two of you, what you want in a guard for the little beastie is an unstoppable warrior who wouldn't hurt a fly. (laughs) Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Captain Absalon, would you like to comment further? No, no, not my business. Protection inside the walls is more of a Caroline thing, isn't it? Wouldn't want to step on any toes. Good. Then- Only, it might be a nice fantasy to believe that a man like that exists, ladies, but you're just not going to find him. You're not. Our training programs are there to churn out killing machines. Sirs, Pelinor, Galahad, K, some of the best we've ever had, and I don't think one of them would know what to do with a kid whose arms they couldn't rip off. I haven't heard of a single one of those men. Retired. Resigned when I took the crown. Dead. In that order. Ah! But their legend lives on, doesn't it? They were knights! 
If they were still around, that kite in Milltown wouldn't stand a chance. They'd run him through before he could say, Saints above, here stands Sir Galahad, the greatest knight who ever lived! And how many denizens of Milltown would die before he finished those two sentences, do you think? Omelets and eggs, Carrie. Omelets and eggs. Sometimes that's just how it is. Easy to say when you aren't one of the eggs. Quiet! We must stay focused on the question at hand. Every night someone in Milltown dies. Time wasted is life wasted. Is that understood? Yes, Yes, my my queen. queen. Your point is taken, Absalon. But your examples are only hypothetical. The fact is that something has to be done about that... Oh la la. Hypothetical? That's just the word. The knight you two are looking for is hypothetical. You want a one-man army with a heart. Someone who can bend metal bars with his hands and who's soft as dough on the inside. Now, that man doesn't exist. He doesn't. What does that look mean? The way you two are looking at each other? Is this a woman thing I'm missing? Oh, I think I know just the knight for the job. As do I. Who could you... No, you're not taking him away from me again, Carrie. He's a journeyman. He's one of mine. He's one of the Citadels, actually. And I think his Citadel needs him now. Captain Caroline. I'll give him the news. I'm sure he'll delight in this assignment. Though perhaps not as much as I'll delight in giving it to him. You can't do this! Why, I had our assault all planned out. It could take me days to rework the formations necessary And with that, I think this meeting is adjourned. Okay, Tail. It's all right. The Queen said that our guard would be coming very soon and that he would take good care of us, so we must remember that. And we must do our best not to remember what Sir Caroline said about how this guard would have a very big sword and that he would not hesitate to use it, even though it probably does not matter how big the sword is, and even though... (gasps) He's here. Oh, no, Tail. That voice... Ha-ha! Never fear, little creature. Sir Angelo the Strong is here to guard you. Unless you have evil intentions, which I have been informed is a possibility. In which case, much fear, little creature. Sir Angelo the Strong is here to... Well, to still guard you, I suppose, but it would be a very different experience, I assure you. Oh, no. It's you. Ha-ha! It is me. I do not know why that matters to you, however. I do not believe we have met. Um... Squeak, squeak. Begads, the mousy from the Hall of Trophies. You certainly are a crafty creature, aren't you? Why, I can see no trace of your true form at all. Um, but this is my true form, sir. Tut, tut, it does not behoove us to lie, little mousy. I have seen myself that you are a mouse, and I must trust the evidence of my eyes. But aren't your eyes telling you that I am a little girl right now, sir? What? Well, such metaphysical questions are far beyond my rank, little creature. But in the end, I suppose it does not matter whether you be mouse or child, because either way, it is far past your bedtime. And so tuck yourself in, young one. Yes, that's it. That's just right. Fold the corner down and get it up. And good night. Um, okay. Good night, sir. Shapeshifter? Little ex-mousie? Yes, sir? Oh, never mind. I was just wondering if you were, well, asleep. I assure you, sir, that I am trying, just as you ordered. Very good. Um, prisoner, 
To sleep, then? Yes, sir. Are you asleep now? I... I was, sir. Drat and blast! Sir Knight? Uh, sir Angelo, if I may ask, you seem very, um, nervous? Nervous? Never! Why, you've nothing to worry about at all, small one. This chamber is part of the Queen's secret tower, which none know the entrance to save the Knights of the Crown. You couldn't possibly be safer. And I... well, a knight is never nervous in the course of his duty. It is only when he is kept from his duty that his heart begins to race. And are you kept from your duties tonight, sir? Kept from my duties? Certainly not. My duty is to stand guard over you, and I am here, aren't I? Standing, guarding, that's two duties, I'd think. And I am doing them even as we speak. Then why do you pace so restlessly, sir? Restless? Me? No, I am merely on patrol. A very small patrol around this very small uh, rug. Was that at all convincing? I'm afraid not, Sir Knight. Mm, yes. Falsehoods were never my forte. Can you keep a secret, little one? Oh, yes, sir. I am very good at keeping secrets. Why, once Sister Chile told me that she saw the abbess stealing from the pantry in the dead of night, and I will never speak that fact to anyone as long as I live. Then your skill with secrets is strong. Perhaps on par with my own. Pop, 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 pop. Little creature. Olala, was it? Yes, sir. Little Olala. In fact, I have taken duties in the night of late. Secret duties. Given to me not by the Queen or Sir Absalon, or even Sir Caroline, but given to me by myself. Is that not against the rules, Sir Angelo? It is! Against all rules, but the most important one of all. Then a knight should not stand idle while his people suffer. Do you know of the invader in Milltown, the masked man that calls himself the Kite? I do, sir. Your queen spoke of him, though she would not tell me why he would undertake such grisly aims. Perhaps that is best. Soon enough his motives will not matter. For you see, I have assigned myself the mission to end that man's terrible reign, and I had planned to begin that mission tonight. You really think you could do it, Sir Angelo? You could defeat the kite and save all those people? I've been preparing for a very long time, little Olala. Two days, at least. Each night I have crept out of the barracks, and I have saddled Porthos, my horse with enchanted shoes, and I rode to Milltown. I have observed the kite's operations there, his patrols, where he sleeps, and where he executes his victims. And tonight, I plan to strike. That is very heroic, Sir Angelo. When do you plan to leave for Milltown? I do not know. Perhaps when you go to sleep, I will creep out that door and return before you wake, and you will never be the wiser. Oh, I do not think I can sleep anymore, sir. I am far too excited. Oh, drat and blast. But that's all right. I could come with you, sir. I can be very useful when I set my mind to it. I do not think that would be wise, young Olala. I am a highly trained warrior, and this comes at great risk even for me. I am not certain what you could offer to this mission that justifies endangering you. Wait, sir! I can do this! That is a very impressive trick, young Olala. But I think the queen will be rather displeased that you've cut up these silken bedsheets, even if you've transformed your fingers to do it. I'm not just cutting it. I'm making something. There. Now I'll change some of my hair so it's super stretchy and snip. And I'll tie that on. Oh, well, that is a very impressive... 
I do not know what that is. It's a mask, Sir Angelo. If this mission is super top secret, you don't want anyone to know it's you, right? Here, put it on. A mask? Interesting. As that kite hides his face, so too shall I hide mine. <gasps> Big gads, I feel more heroic already. See? I can be useful. Please, can I come with you, sir? Please? No, young one. I appreciate your excitement, and the drive for justice in you is certainly strong. But this kite is a powerful foe. Without the proper training, taking him on would be deadly. I can train, Sir Angelo. I'll train harder than anyone. All night, without sleeping. Please, please, please. Young Olala. It takes years of training to become an accomplished warrior. I do not think one night will suffice. Well, if you can sneak out of the Citadel, I don't see why I can't too. After you go, I'll just sneak out and follow you and make my legs as fast as your fastest horse. Hmm. Yes. Well, uh, perhaps I should agree to train you then. Now, let us see. Aha! I have just the thing. You have made me a gift, and so I will make one for you. Watch as I build the ultimate training tool. This Done! There. It is complete. But, Sir Angelo, you have only put a pillow on the floor. Have I? Or have I created a warrior's truest friend? His training dummy! Ooh, a training dummy? You mean so I can practice all my fighting moves? In time, you will practice them all, young Olala. But first, we will begin with the basics. An assistant to a knight will not deliver a killing blow for some time. To begin with, your priority should be to assist my assault. And so, I will show you. The debilitating kick to the side! Ha-ha! <gasps> wow. That was amazing. Any great masked hero needs an assistant to incapacitate his foes so that he may smite them. And so, once you master this maneuver, then you can be my... Hmm, my... Aha! My sidekicker! That's just it! A sidekicker? And what will you be called, Sir Angelo? Well, I've a mask to cover my face, and so perhaps I need a mask to cover my name as well. If I'm to work outside the Queen's Law untiringly, then I will be... Sir Angelo the Vigilant! Um, I think that is still your name, Sir Angelo, sir. Well, in that case, I will obscure my name by one layer further. And so, when evil quakes in the dead of night, they shall whisper this name in fear. The Vigilant He. Well, boys, I think it's about time. You want us to find someone for you to execute? Well, I don't see a little half-beast abomination around here, do you? <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> so does this mean you two are volunteering for execution? Uh, what? Can't think of any other reason you'd still be standing here. No, sir, I, 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 I didn't, sure, I... Then let's go. Right. Amateurs. Aha! Do you hear that, Porthos? We've arrived just in time. Hush, friend! We have no idea what fiends could be watching now. Stealth must be our sharpest weapon, honed to a finer point than even our mighty sword. For if the vigilant he is to catch evil by surprise, we must... Oh no! Up, 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 up. 
You see, Porthos, you've been entirely too loud. And so I'm afraid I have no choice but to ban you from this mission. Into the jungle with you now. Shoo! Away! It is unfortunate that I will have to go it alone from here. But even this stormy cloud has its silver lining. I wasn't sure how I was going to get a horse onto the rooftops anyway. As for the vigilant he, it's up and away! Aha! I see the brigands now, just a few houses away. I will stop their execution, and then strike the kite in his blinded rage. Gats, these fiends move quickly. I must bring myself to the proper position. Steady now. You hear that? What would he hear, foul villain? There is nothing here but the crystal cry of virtue. Ha! Ha ha! That's 300 pounds of justice from on high, my friend. And that doesn't even include the metal plates I have beneath this tunic. Now, let's see if we can't find that curse mark. You! What do you think you're doing? Looking for the curse mark, lad, just as I've said. The magic rune the kite must have used to warp your innocent minds toward his evil purpose. <gasps> Though if you cannot hear me, perhaps it's in the ears. Curse mark? You have no idea what's going on here, do you? You crushed his ribs! Yes, well, he was evil at the time, to be fair. You hypocrite! Ah, it's combat then, is it? Worry not, citizen. I will erase your curse mark in due time. For I am the spirit of justice. I am the shining blade which pierces Milltown's darkest night. I am the vigilant he. Ah! Oh. Well, so much for a duel. I never knew the flat of a 30-pound sword would have so much stopping power. Ah, but they're victim. Never fear, young citizen. The vigilant he is here to ensure your safety and security. You may come out of hiding now. Young citizen? Quiet down. Hurry up. <gasps> Saints above! A third Kraken lurking within the child's very home! Hup, 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 hup. <gasps> Saints again! That one-armed criminal has stolen the child through the window! I must hurry! Ah! Saints a third time! Perhaps I should have opened the window first. Halt where you are, villain, and let that child go. The Vigilant He will not stand idly by while your curse claims another victim. The Vigilant He? Who the hell are you? Ah! My stars, what a parry. My sword's nearly hilt deep in the soil. And with only one arm at that. You can make a fine knight once I've removed that curse of yours. Listen, I don't know who you are, but you need to go home. Now. And let you execute this innocent child? I think not! Ah! In the soil again? How do you do that? You put all your weight into every swing. All I need to do is nudge that weight in a different direction. Ah, so it's lighter swings then. I thank you for your courtesy, Nate. No problem. So listen, now that we're clearly on I the same side... I shall swing more lightly then! Ah! Damn it, you idiot! Ah! Ha! Ah! Aha! 
Where did you learn such impressive blade work, oh spawn of evil? Ha! I've never seen anything like it. I've seen yours. From the Citadel, right? Does your devilish curse allow you to read mine? Ha! As well? It's your stance. Classically trained broadsword. Rigid. Fake. More worried about keeping straight lines in good form than... Than what? <coughs> Winning. And you know so much of victory, then. I've never lost. There they are! Don't let them get away or the kite will have our heads! There. The kite's militia is clearly after both of us. Can we stop fighting now? Each other, certainly. Though it does not seem they will acquiesce as easily as I. We're gonna have to talk about your definition of easily later. Just don't hurt any of them, got it? But a knight must slay devils wherever you he's... kill any of them, I kill you. So, we're kind of out of time here. It is unorthodox, but I suppose... Have at them! If you've never lost, mysterious warrior, I dare say you've never fought. It is only through failure that we learn to improve. Spoken like a schoolboy. There's some kinds of failure you don't come back from. Better not to risk it. Combat is risk, my friend. How are you so certain of your strength if you wager nothing? Never said I was strong. I said I've never lost. I only pick fights I know I can win. Then you were certain you could best me. Don't know. But if I didn't finish you off soon, I probably would have run for it. You're a coward, then. Listen, some of us win because we have to. It's not cowardly to live until the next day's lesson. And it is not so unimpressive to learn from your teachers, either. Especially if you expand upon what they've taught you. Yeah, all right. So that was pretty good. What's going on out there? We're running behind schedule. At last, the kite himself! Come, my new companion, and we will use his rage to topple him! Him? You want to fight him? That's the perfect example of picking a fight you can't win. But even so, one has to try to make things better, doesn't one? We do, yeah. But getting us and this kid killed doesn't make anything better, does it? Well, but, I mean... You, come with me. Something's not right here. Please, can we go? If he finds me, he's going to kill me. Listen, schoolboy, you helped me out here. That's great. But you don't know these people. Milltown can take care of itself, and I can take care of this kid, all right? He won't be the first one I've saved. You? Who are you? Excuse me? You've a fair face and honest eyes, swordswoman, and I wish that were enough to trust you by. But if I am to trust this child into your care, I think I should know your name. Who's that? You see him? By the edge of the jungle? Ale. My name is Ale of Milltown. Ale. A pleasure. My name is the Vigilant Don't care. E. This is not the time for you to make some clumsy pass at me, schoolboy. I wasn't, or rather, I didn't mean to. And I'm a man, by the way. Come again? Don't come back here again. Milltown can take care of itself. You're just going to make things worse. Come on, Daniel. Let's go. Oh, okay. Ale. A mysterious warrior named Ale. With a graceful blade and trusting eyes. <sighs> if you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. 
Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the Penumbra Podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you'll receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creators Sophie takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibrant, um, which is itself kind of freaky, right? Well, she's also gained power. That's true. And She's become part of the establishment that she was rebelling against. Right, her. and like... I, I do think that this is a thing that you and I agree on, which is that, like, inevitably, the more power you gain, the shittier you get yeah. as a person. And it's not really anything to do with your intentions or where you come from. It's just sort of the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a thing that's happening to her. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, character traits of yours that might otherwise be good. Or- Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you the posters, shirts, pins, and socks your hearts desire. Just go to dftba.com and search for the Penumbra podcast. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Tazatui, Peter Nureyev's Many Twinksonas, Haley Elise Wheeler, Found Family in My Podcast, It's More Likely Than You Think, Michael David Smith, Don, Lilith Dyke, Little Roach Nureyev, CJ, Rita Redacted's Wife 2, Hashtag Space Communism 2 Electric Boogaloo, Find Tranquility in Lizard Kissin, Caroline Seidman, Freya, Jay Yanuzeli, Karen ZH, Red L, Kim Dauber, NB Shaper, Minchowski, Jasper James, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, the strong arm of justice, was told by the following people. M. Sutherland as Sir Angelo, Marge Dunn as Olala, Angimily as Ale, Simon Moody as the Kite, Cat Buckingham as Queen Mira, Leslie Drescher as Sir Caroline, and Alexander Stravinsky as Sir Absalom. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear travelers. We hope you will join us again soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.